And so let's meet for a few moments the people who are called blessed, whom Jesus describes in that particular way. And first, in that list of happy so-called people are those who are poor in spirit. They have no pretension, no pretension at all of holiness. They would see themselves first as ordinary people. They're not convinced of their own faithfulness. In fact, they find it hard to put into words what they think about God. Most of the time, they don't think. They don't think of themselves as religious in the normal sense that people might think. They try to pray. They try to be righteous. But they don't think themselves to be worthy of conversations with God. They say, we are not deserving. We are not deserving of God's goodness, of his attention, or of his love. In other words, they know that they need God's love, that they need to find peace through his forgiveness. They need to find peace that they might have joy which enriches their life day by day. Blessed are the pure in heart. Jesus would say to those who are not necessarily pure in heart, but who are meek, you are already part of God's new kingdom. Even before you speak, before you pray, before you reach out, you belong to God. We are to think of ourselves as his people, his children. And then we see another group of people, heads bowed low, eyes bloodshot. They are bereaved. They are lonely. Their lives are darkened. Their thoughts of God are mixed with questions, even anger, as they come to terms with what has been happening in their lives. Loved ones once, observed, once observable and touchable, now gone. No one, perhaps, to love, and no one, perhaps, to love them. All that is left, they believe, is an emptiness. Their loved ones, once observable and touchable, now gone, and all that is left is an emptiness, a nothingness soaked in shadow. Jesus will have seen many such individuals and we remember how he wept, how he mourned the loss of Martha and Mary's brother, his friend. And Jesus 
having seen many such individuals, and especially, it seems, in the scriptures, especially of women stricken by grief. He knew that every day mothers wept over sons and husbands whom society had killed for no good reason and for illness which was not treatable in those days. To those who mourned, Jesus said, I understand your grief. God is not so distant as you may imagine. He will supply you with comfort in your sorrow. And that's what happens when God reigns. As you will well understand, as an only child, losing both, both parents, even in my adult life, was a huge loss. They had been with me all of my life. But also the suddenness of my wife's death and the fact that my children were all away from home and far away places. One knew what it was to feel the loneliness and the emptiness. And I have to say thank you and have said often thank you to God for a congregation of his people in Ellen who supported me, who encouraged me. And although I was intending to retire in weeks, they prayed that I would stay with them. But I knew that I had something and somewhere else to go. I had to be able to help family, and in particular, a child who was permanently unwell. We mourn because we have been loved. We mourn because we have been left without numbers of peoples. But God comes to us in these moments of our needs. We need to open our hearts and our minds to him and say, loving Heavenly Father, keep me, bless me. And we can understand better the understanding of that word, blessed. And then there are those people and a group of people that might surprise us. They are lacking in any real sense of power. They are lacking in aggression in a world where it seems that everyone would wish to be a winner, often at the expense of other people. The seeming losers whose meekness and gentleness brings ridicule on themselves. They don't boast of their faith. They don't press it on other people. Their faith for them is private. It's unpretentious. 
yet in a strange way it shines from them and people recognise what is in behind it. And to these gentle people, Jesus says, you own the earth already. You've not sought to gain anything, yet you have inherited all things. Our inheritance, the Lord Jesus Christ, our inheritance, the Savior who died on a cross, that we might know God's love. Our inheritance, a world which would still provide for us, provide for our daily needs, for our needs as people, as persons. A God who would provide for us in that he calls us, he calls us to serve him And there comes a moment when he calls us to be with him. Blessed, blessed are those who would know all of that. Let your eyes now be drawn to another group of people. They are clearly more aggressive They're not slow to speak out or to make their views known, but they're not bombastic or selfish. Their aggression is on behalf of others, the poor, the oppressed, the hungry. They long for a more just society and they speak for those who have no voice and no power. They could be classed as being hungry and thirsty for righteousness to flow like a stream in a cruel world. I spent two years in the city of Glasgow, the city in which I grew up. And in those two years, I was managing Christian Action Housing Association, helping homeless people to find a place where they could find peace and happiness. But of course, very often, the provision of accommodation was minor in comparison to their other needs their other lacks. We need to be able to speak and to act for those who feel that they are abandoned and are of no value whatsoever. And so we have to take those who are in need to our hearts and to the benefit of our resources and all the gifts that God gives to us. To those longing for righteousness, Jesus says, your thirst will be quenched 
and your hunger assuaged, for you are in the right, and right will prevail in my Father's kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of which we all will be citizens at God's time. Your thirst, your hunger will be satisfied. Yet another group attracts Jesus' gaze, and they he would call the merciful. They actually believe in forgiveness in a world where the taking of revenge is a matter of course. And if we move on into Anno Domini, we still are behaving many in the same way as those who lived before Christ. The taking of revenge is a matter of course. The taking from other people is the matter of course. But those who are merciful, they offer compassion where and when others do not. They notice the lonely and the isolated, unlike the selfish and the self-centered. Mercy sees money and assets used to alleviate need, to alleviate suffering. Where no resources are available, they will gift their time and their encouragement and their love. They will be merciful. And to them, Jesus promises a kingdom where mercy will be shown to them, for that is how God is, full of compassion and loving kindness. And in a world of deceit, and we have a perfect example this last weekend, where a man of, with great power, known as Prime Minister Putin, President Putin says there will be a ceasefire and there is not. Deceit is still with us. Dishonesty is still with us. Jesus commends those who are sincere. They are described as the pure in heart and they are a rare group for they are without impure motivation or selfish desires. They have the courage to face truth, the truth about themselves, and to do it before God and their neighbors. And their lives are open books for all of us to read. How many of us are so pure in heart that we would let all our life be open to all people. But Jesus says that the pure in heart, such people will see God. 
he will be hidden in the kingdom of his Father. Into view now for consideration are the peacemakers, and we need a world to be filled with peacemakers. And Jesus makes the differentiation. He says quite clearly, blessed are the peacemakers, not peace preservers. And he would say that those who have peace and would pre preserve it for themselves cannot preserve for others what they don't have. And so they are to be peacemakers. And peace is something that needs working on continuously. The peacemakers are those who endeavor to bring together the estranged, to reconcile opponents, to bring an end to war and vendetta. These words were written on a piece of paper in front of me before Prince Harry's book was published. Blessed are the peacemakers, those who endeavor to bring together the estranged. And so we pray that a family, a royal family, might come again to be one, loving each other. And Jesus says, you who are peacemakers, you are like me. Why? Because you have tried to help people live together as God's children. God would be a peacemaker. And last of all, in all those groups of people that Jesus would speak about, last of all are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. To those tortured and imprisoned, dying, injured, Jesus makes this promise. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. You have given all for God. He will give all to you. And through the blessed, we glimpse Jesus, the perfect child of God, a man worthy of glory now and forever. Jesus said, we are to be like him. This morning, when you get a moment of peace and quiet in your own home, say to him, Father God, let me be among the blessed.